Real quick before we dive into this episode of the podcast, be sure to grab your free PDF copies of my latest books at frugal.show forward slash free. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Frugal Printer Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah St. John, and my guest today helps business owners attract new customers easier by authoring and marketing with short, helpful books, or what he terms as shooks. Welcome to the show, Mike Capuzzi. Hey, Sarah. Thank you. It's, uh, it's kind of neat. You were on my podcast a while ago, and now you said, hey, someday I'll have you on my podcast, and here we are. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Before we get started, I'd love to hear more about your background history, how you got into Shooks. I've been self-employed since 1998. Uh, I came out of corporate America. I was in a software company for a number of years. And before that, I was in an engineering company. I have an engineering degree from Penn State back a while ago. But my entire life, Sarah, I'm a voracious reader. My grandmother, my mom's mom, instilled this love of reading into me when I was very young. And I'd go visit her. We had to drive a couple hours to go visit her. And she had this huge library. And it was always like the highlight of going up there was to go to her library and read her books. So I've always had a, a love of books. And when I started my business in 1998, I was helping companies with marketing. So we do all kinds of marketing, direct response marketing specifically, but really have focused for the last several years, even though I've been doing it for a while, but really focused the last couple of years on helping business owners, entrepreneurs, and corporate leaders differentiate themselves in their business by publishing, as you mentioned, short, helpful books, or as I call them, shooks. So a shook is a short, helpful book. And uh, it follows a very specific recipe that we could talk about. For people watching the video version, here are a few of his shooks that I have. And I think, I guess, kind of what defines a shook is they're usually under 100 pages, about 10,000-ish words. It could take about an hour to read. What's funny is before I even knew about you or the concept of Shooks or any of that, I had actually written three books and they were about 80 pages each and just under 10,000 words. And that wasn't really even necessarily the goal, but I think after the first one, I wanted to kind of keep that trend going. But yeah, I find that people only have so much time nowadays. They're so busy. So if you put out a 300 page book... Who knows if they'll finish it? Whereas a hundred page book or less can be read by most people within an hour. So they're likely to finish it. I guess that's one advantage. Can you kind of go into some of the other advantages? Maybe we should start with advantages to having a book, period. And then we can talk about having a short book. Yeah, well, and they're all great questions. So I still believe in this day and age in 2022, being a published book author. So like you mentioned, and here's, you know, a real book has text that sits on a bookshelf, has tremendous value. Now, in my research, in doing different research for some of my shooks, I have found business owners, entrepreneurs have been using printed books, Sarah, since the late 1800s and basically offering a free book in advertising as a means of lead generation, as a means for getting someone looking at an ad to raise their hand, request the book, and now you can market to them. So it's not like I came up with this idea. You know, it's been around for over 100 years. So books are not going away. People are used to buying books. Amazon still exists, obviously. There's still libraries. Books, unlike a lot of marketing media, aren't perceived to be marketing media. They, we all have a different relationship with books than we say, than with, you know, with brochures or typical marketing collateral, you know, TV commercials, et cetera, where you know you're being sold. But a book still, when it's done right, is really an excellent way to create and start a conversation with your targeted readers. I would encourage 
any business owner, any entrepreneur, any CEO, I can't think of anybody that can, could not benefit from writing a book to differentiate themselves and promote their business. Yeah. And you mentioned brochures. That was one thing in one of your books, you said salespeople use brochures, experts use books. I thought that was pretty, yeah. I like that. First of all, people probably don't realize that you could self-publish or they just think that you have to get a traditional publishing deal, which is really hard to do takes forever. You don't have as much control. You don't make much per book and all that stuff. And I think people, that's the first problem. And the second problem is they probably don't think that they have the time or they maybe think it's expensive or any number of things. My experience was that it, it can be affordable and quick and Especially when you write such a short book, <laughs> the shorter it is, the quicker and cheaper it is. And like you said, I think it helps people show their expertise and it's a good way to get leads. I'm curious if you have any, well, I'm sure you do. If you have a particular story or two of maybe either a client or just someone, even maybe your own experience where you saw a book really skyrocket your business. Yeah. And I do want to, before I, don't let me forget, because as I'm okay. getting older, I'll forget. But I do want to address your previous question, which I forgot to address, which is you were asking about shorter books. And you're right. My philosophy, I, I love books. And as I get older, I'm finding it harder and harder to read a two or 300 page book. I, I sort of lose interest. I get another book and I'm like, oh, I'm going to read that one now. <laughs> so if you can focus it and get, make the promise, hey, one hour, you can read it cover to cover. That's a very valuable benefit these days for the reader. They can get what you're, you're sharing in that hour. They can get benefit. I mean, your, your books are shook for all intents and purposes. They get a lot of value in that hour. Obviously, as you also mentioned, for the person writing it, it's a heck of a lot easier. It's a heck of a lot quicker. I just interviewed a gentleman from all places, Tasmania, on my podcast. His first book took him seven years. Guess what? He heard about Shooks. He's like, my next book, I'm writing a Shook. I'm doing it this summer. So his first book was seven years. He'll have a Shook by, you know, the fall. So to, to answer your questions about how can these work for you? Yeah, we have a ton of clients. And again, we serve two types of authors in our business, our publishing business. We serve what we call the local business owner. So your, your doctors, your lawyers, your insurance agents. These are men and women who simply want to be what I call five mile famous. They just want to be known in their town, in their community as the most knowledgeable, the best, whatever it is they do. The other type of author, someone like yourself or myself that has a worldwide audience. So we call them worldwide authors and they're people that have online businesses or, you know, businesses where they can get customers or clients all over the world. So we have stories from both types in the beauty. So let's talk a little bit about the main street type business owner, the, the local business owner. One of our longtime clients who unfortunately has passed away, he was a dentist and he was a, a special type of dentist. He was a dentist that doesn't use mercury, which, you know, mercury in your teeth, the silver fillings is unhealthy for you. So he took them out and he would replace it with safe materials. He wrote a shook. And what was so cool about it, it was a shook on, I have it right here. Are your teeth toxic? I'm looking at it. And it was a short, helpful book on the dangers of mercury in your mouth and what you should do if you have amalgams in your mouth that contain mercury. But here's what was so cool, Sarah. He printed book. So we're not talking digital book. He had a digital version, but he, the printed version. He would go and take it, much like these little things behind me, these little stands behind me. He would take them and put them in places where people who are were very concerned about their health, people going to health food stores, chiropractors, yoga studios, you know, those kind of people where his targeted clients, patients were at. And he would give a little rack like this with a little note. I have the note over here. And it basically offered a free book. 
So if you're at the health food store and you see this free book available, are your teeth toxic? Within the first month of doing that, Sarah, he got three clients that were worth several thousand dollars to his practice. So that's the power. Now, if someone, if there was a brochure there, would it have had as much power? Probably not. First of all, most dentists aren't creating brochures like that anyway. But by the very fact that he uh, published that book, very quickly, I'll tell you another story because my wife and I are literally helping my daughter right now. And I don't know if I even told you this story. So my daughter's not a business owner per se, but when she was a going into her senior year of high school, so she's getting ready to go to, you know, she had to start thinking about college and all that stuff. So she's going into her senior year of high school. I challenged her to publish a book. She, we were home, it was July 4th of the summer. I said, we're not going to waste the summer. Let's do something constructive. We had just rescued our first dog. Matter of fact, she's sitting at my feet right now. So we had done a dog rescue thing. My daughter published a book on, from the idea came to us on July 4th by Labor Day. So three months later, she had a published compilation book. 25 other authors contributed a chapter in her book. So she had a, a book, a short book of 26 chapters, 26 people who rescued a dog and told their story about dog rescues. What was cool about this, Sarah, was she raised over $6,000 for the dog rescues featured in the book. So we gave all that money away. Plus, she got all kinds of media. She was on local newspapers, local magazines. When it came time to apply for college, she used that as a part of her message. She got scholarship offers. It, it just opened up all these doors, which we weren't even thinking about. We just thought about doing a summer project. But that's the value. That's the benefit of being a book author of a quality book. It can just open so many doors, as you can, as you probably know. Kind of like a, a book as a business card. Yes. You know, when someone asks for your business card, give them a book instead. <laughs> yes, yes. And really books in and of themselves aren't, especially one that small, aren't that expensive to buy copies of, to have on hand to, because I think in your book, didn't you say you keep copies of your book in like your bag or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're looking at. If you're on Amazon, like you are, you're two or three dollars a copy. If you mm -hmm. sometimes we have to print books for people, it's a little bit more because we don't have the scale that Amazon does. But again, it's not that expensive. And I know people might be thinking, Sarah, oh, well, I can just do a PDF version or a digital version. Yeah, you can. But as you and I both know, there's such power to having a, a real book that you can hand someone. I always say you cannot autograph a PDF, but you mm -hmm. sure can autograph a real book. And people will ask you to autograph. Yeah, and I find like with PDFs, I mean, it's better than nothing. But the thing yeah. is, is at least for me, when I download a free PDF, I pretty much never read it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got like, I don't know how many PDF yeah. books I have on my computer. Whereas when I get a physical book, I do read them. Then also there's the whole concept of a book funnel. Mm-hmm which actually one of your clients wrote a book specifically about book funnels, which is kind of interesting. Can you explain how that works, how a book funnel would work maybe as if you're a podcast guest or something like that? Yeah, and, and it's a great question. As I was mentioning from the late 1800s, right, they were essentially book funnels. They advertised a book. Of all things, it was a mattress manufacturer. It was a book about their mattresses. You basically offer the book as the first step. So very traditional marketing, business marketing, typically is telling, you know, people how wonderful you are. Or, you know, you've seen it all. You know, you've seen the magazines ads. You've seen the TV ads. It's very, they all blend together. But there's also times, I, you see it on certain TV channels, where they'll take a book-centric approach. So what their TV ads are doing are, is they're talking about a problem and saying, hey, get our free book, right? So that's a book funnel that starts on TV. 
obviously the online book funnel, which is what you're referring to. You see it all the time. You see them on Facebook ads, you see them on different social media ads where basically the author is using the book, either they're giving it away for free or maybe charging a nominal fee. Now, if they give it away for free, they typically charge for shipping, cover some cost. And it's the start of the opportunity. You can have upsells. Certain marketers go to an extreme and offer many upsells. But basically, people are saying, hey, I want that book. They want the promise of the book. They're getting it for free or they're paying a nominal thing. And it's starting the relationship between you, the author, and the prospect. Because I think a lot of people think of books and selling books in terms of direct monetization, yes. like yeah. book sales. Yes. When really, especially for business, it's more of a lead generator. And so even if you offer the book for free, uh, you know, plus shipping, which might cover the cost of like printing the book and right. shipping it, but so it'll still save someone money versus going to like Amazon buying at retail price, because then you're getting their email address. You're getting them as a lead. You can continue to market to them, create a relationship there. Or even if you put your book on Amazon, they have that look inside feature and say someone doesn't even buy your book, but they go to the look inside. If you have like on the front page, some sort of, hey, go here for your free, whatever, free complimentary companion course or whatever it might be. Someone could still get into your email list, so to speak, without even having to buy the book. And I think a lot of people probably think, well, if you're giving away a free book, if you're giving away a free this, that, or the other lead magnet inside the book, well, then how are you making any money? But I think as a business owner, it's kind of the point of it is for an affordable, cheap way to get leads and to get people to know, like, and trust you. And they're, they're more likely to buy from you in the future, I think. Right. Right. Every one of our shook. So I was saying we have a very specific recipe. Well, at the first page, just to your point, right? Here's the first mm -hmm. page of the Magic of Short Books. It's an offer. It's the first and last page. And then we do that intentionally because like you're saying, the look inside on Amazon, you might scoop up a couple leads. But more importantly, when people buy books on Amazon, you know this too. I mean, when your book is sold on Amazon, you do not get that customer information. True. You have no idea who bought it, right? I, I didn't know you bought all my books. I know it because you probably opted in for one of my offers in my book to extend, you know, hey, go get this free thing. And then these are free little offers in the book so that I can capture Sarah's name and email. And then, yes, we do follow up marketing and all that good stuff. That's the point of lead generation marketing and advertising. It's to uh, create marketing, create ads that offer something low cost or free just as a way to get someone interested and then to be able to market to them continually. Yeah. So like you were saying on Amazon, yeah, you don't get their information, but if they, that's a, a benefit to doing that front page and back page of, so that they can opt in, you can get their information that way. Right. Or if they buy it directly from your site as yes. part of a book funnel, you're you automatically, yeah. yeah. And then plus, like you said, you can do upsells and downsells and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and for sure, I mean, the beauty of Amazon is if you do the right things correct on Amazon, people all over the world can find your book if that's what you want. With a book funnel, now you're doing your own paid advertising, paid Facebook, Google ads, whatever. And that can get very expensive. I had a client, a, a lawyer, she was doing a book funnel and she was spending 5,000 bucks a month for a local business just to drive a couple hundred leads to her book funnel every month. 
And the way she makes her money, you're right. You're, this is not about selling a dollar, two dollar, five dollar, ten dollar book. Her client value is ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars if they become a client. So it doesn't take too many clients to make that whole thing go away. So have you found either in your experience or your client's experience that they sell more copies, I guess, on Amazon or through their book funnel? When we're, we're dealing with our local authors, uh, our Main Street authors, they're not even on Amazon. They don't. Do uh, so we're printing the books for them, right? They don't want to be on Amazon. They don't need to be on Amazon. Advertising a little Cincinnati lawyer's office on Amazon, does that really make sense if it's a local business? But to answer your question, it, it depends. Because usually what happens with our clients is they're just either doing Amazon and they're, they're putting money into Amazon advertising to get that book ranked and all that good stuff. Or they're building out a funnel and, and investing their money there for paid traffic and driving their own traffic. Personally, I have book funnels, but I have yet, and I'm, not, and I'm not bragging about this, but I'm sort of a frugalpreneur. I haven't done paid advertising in my book funnels. My paid advertising budget is in Amazon, so my shooks can be found and purchased by people searching on Amazon. How have you found the Amazon ads? Are they... Oh, well, I just had a call. So I have a guy that manages them for me, a consultant. I just had a call with him a couple of days ago. And books are very interesting on Amazon. They have a life, right? They have a life cycle. They, you know, initially 100 page book, which came out almost two years ago now, right? We've sold thousands and thousands of copies. Number one bestseller, print, digital, Kindle, all over the world. And we were selling a ton of these things without any paid advertising other than a small budget on Amazon. So it starts off really great. But then the typical life cycle of a book is it ebbs, right? And then you have to somehow figure out a way to juice it up. Right now, this book, even though we're now our budget is up, but our results are down. But we're two years into it now. So we're trying to figure out. As a matter of fact, I just put a halt on the advertising on this one just to give it a little break and see how it compares organically. But yeah, if you're going to play the Amazon game, Sarah, I... I I do recommend you, you really have to figure out either yourself or, or, or pay someone to do it, your Amazon ads, because it's a science that changes seemingly daily. Are you familiar with AppSumo? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, we talked about this. Oh, maybe we did. You, you put yours on AppSumo, didn't you? Yeah, because I guess maybe yes. a year or two ago, they yeah. started letting you put ebooks yes. on there. And I, I got more sales from my ebooks on AppSumo than Amazon. Yeah, I remember you telling me that, and I okay. thought that was brilliant. I've looked into it, too, mm -hmm. since then. I love that sumo, by the way. So that's very cool. Have you done that recently, or was that have you done anything recently with that? Not recently. Like, my first three books, so I'm trying to think of when the latest one came out. I mean, it's probably been at least a year or two now. So I haven't put anything on there recently, but they're still on there, and they're still getting a sale here or there. But especially when they first got on there, because I think they do like an email blast or something, or maybe it shows up under new. Because what I go on AppSumo every day, and I go to browse product, and then I say newest or latest. So it may be when it was yeah. new, it showed up there if other people are doing that. So it does kind of taper off after a while, but. Yeah, I, I thought that was very cool when you told me that. I had not heard of it. I've looked at it, and for some reason, I've yet to do it. But now you're reminding me. I'm like, I, should, <laughs> I, I don't know if they still do it or how they do it. But AppSumo has grown so much. It's amazing to see what they built. I think another good way of using a free book or a shook is if you're, especially if you're a guest on other podcasts, and then that can be like your call to action. Like when someone says, well, where can my listeners find you or whatever? You could have a domain that's like 
You're stealing my thunder. My thunder. We're gonna show you're gonna show your listeners this in a little bit, right? <laughs> right, exactly. You're gonna give out two copies, two of my shooks for your listeners. But you're right, right? We're we're teaching them by showing them how someone does it in real life, if you will. Mm-hmm. And actually, so right now I'm working on a fourth book. So my third book was about podcasting. It was kind of like an introduction to podcasting. Well, this new book that I'm working on is more monetizing a podcast, networking, getting clients, guests to client, all, all these different very specific things. And one of the things that I'm going to talk about in the book is the importance of having a book, especially if you're a guest, because not every I mean, personally, I think every podcast host should still guest on other shows, but not every guest is going to have their own podcast. So I think especially for someone who likes to guest on shows, I think having a book, kind of like a book tour, podcast book tour, I guess. Well, you know, I have a podcast. Again, you are on it. Uh, we're rebranding it. What's called the Main Street Author Podcast. Now it's going to be called the Author Factor Podcast. And the metric is, first of all, it was funny because you and I matched on Podmatch, but I had already read Entrepreneur. I had read that. And then got to meet you, right? So, yeah, I, using a book as a way. So on my podcast, I, I only interview book authors, but using it as a way to break through the noise and say, listen, I'm the author of such and such a book and I can help your listeners with such and such is a very powerful thing. And then really cool thing. I don't know if you do this, Sarah, but I think I've shared mine with you. You do what they call one sheet or a media sheet. It's just a single, it's an eight and a half by 11, single-sided bio, introduction, questions to ask me type of thing. But if you're an author, you feature the book on there and you use that as a really a big point of differentiation. And anybody listening to this, Sarah, look at your books, Frugalpreneur, Authorpreneur, Podcastpreneur. You've done it. I've done it. Like these aren't books that have taken seven years to write, right? Right. <laughs> it could be measured in days. It could be measured in weeks, maybe just a couple months, but it's very, very doable. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the biggest challenge for people is they don't realize how easy it really can be or how affordable or how quick. I think the idea just overwhelms them and yes. they have no idea. Yes. So yeah, you're hundred percent right. And that's why the book that I'm going to give to your listeners, the hundred page book, I give an exact step-by-step -step and here's the kind of book I recommend for my clients that I recommend for, I use for myself. It's a very formulaic book. This is not meant to be your life's work. This is not meant to be the next Hemingway novel. It's not going to be a New York Times bestseller. This is a, a short book to help somebody with a very specific problem, get their help. And then if they want to continue their relationship with you, the author, you give them opportunities to do that. Yeah. I'd love for you to tell the audience, like if they're interested in working with you to help them with a book, you have a company called Bite Size Books. And can you explain what your services offer? Yeah, so we work with business owners, entrepreneurs, and CEOs of corporate leaders. And the whole thing is they are trying to make a profit, right? They're making, they're, they're in business to make money. So they work with us because they, they know the value of the book, either for lead generation, they may have a big speaking gig, they want to be able to be from the stage, give out their book, whatever it might be. They know the value. So I'm not in the business of convincing anybody to write a book. I'm already talking to people that say, I want to write a book. Now what? Where do I start? Right. And if you're thinking about a traditional book, like you said, we're not a traditional publisher. We're a hybrid. So the book is yours. You own it. We don't do heavy editing. Like all that stuff that takes years to do and all that frustration, while it has its place for certain people, that's not what we're about. 
Our typical author finishes their shook in about eight to 12 weeks. They literally work with me. I literally hold their hand through Zoom meetings and we go through a very methodical step-by-step process. And uh, the outcome of it is a, a hundred page book roughly. And, and typically it's anywhere from 10 to 15,000 words. It depends on how it lays out. But traditional business book is 50, 75, 100,000 words. So you can see the difference. Where can people find that free hundred page book? My main website that I've had for years is mikecapuzzi.com. And I know you'll link it, but it's M I K E C A P is in Peter U Z Z I. So if they go to mikecapuzzi.com forward slash gifts, G I F T S, like gifts, they'll be presented with the opportunity to read the 100 page book online for free. And then another one I call the Shook Quick Start Guide, which is, again, it just breaks it down even quicker. Here's what, if you're just thinking, want the meat and potatoes, here's what I suggest you have in your Shook. Awesome. And then also your uh, bitesizebooks.com as well. Yeah. And I'll have links to all this. And also, authorfactor.com yeah. will be your podcast website. I'll have show notes with links to all this at thesaracentjohn.com forward slash bite-sized. And was there anything else that you wanted to touch on that we hadn't? Well, listen, first of all, I thank you. I think your short books are great. I think you figured it out. I figured it out. And now you and I are just trying to pass it along. I would encourage anybody who thinks they either have an important message to share or helps people with a specific thing, consider writing a short, helpful book. Your, your readers will love it. You'll be happy and you'll be able to it'll just open so many different doors for you. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time today sharing all that information with us. Sarah, thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't already, don't forget to grab your free PDF copies of my latest books at frugal.show forward slash free. Until next time.